Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. The reading is Psalm 139, verses 1 through 10. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You you search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, O Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at the farthest limits of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me fast. Genesis 28, verses 10 through 19a. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamed that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven. The angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your offspring, and your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob woke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it. And he called that place Bethel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. Jacob has been set up 
from the beginning, from before his birth, set up by a so-called blessing that inverted natural rights and overturned conventional birth order power arrangements. A blessing that disrupted social norms and creates familial friction. A pre-partum blessing that established inherent antagonism. This so-called blessing deposits Jacob into a troubled life. Jacob is shrewd. He is a hard bargainer. He is the master of deceit and the object of his brother's hatred and rage, which is why Jacob is on the run. He's on the run, pursued by his brother's rage, hunted by his brother's fury. His heart is pounding, his blood pressure is up, his senses are heightened, ears on the ground, eyes on alert, feeling the haunting presence of his brother and this so-called blessing in every shadow, around every bend. Isolated, exposed, and guilty, is this what blessing looks like? Fleeing from a sibling's wrath, is this what blessing looks like? Functioning as a refugee, is this what blessing looks like? The sun sets and travel stops. Jacob places a stone under his head and goes to sleep and begins to dream. And there's this extension ladder, feet on the earth, rails reaching into heaven, chock full of moving angels scampering up and down the rungs. An entertaining scene, no doubt. But right next to him, something, someone is speaking. Words of promise and progeny, words of stability and security, words of commitment and consistency, reminders of blessing in the very worst of trouble. If I ascend the ladder with the angels from my dream, you are there. If I make my bed on a rock in the wilderness, you are there. Are there. If I take the wings of the morning and settle at a place I cannot imagine, you are there. If my whole world is dark, if everything seems lost, you are there. Jacob wakes up still isolated, exposed, still fleeing wrath on the run, still functioning as a refugee, but newly aware that he is not alone. Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. He is not alone, and God is still at work, transforming this so-called blessing, this thing that created chaos and caused estrangement, this thing that has been nothing but trouble God is at work, transforming that into a real blessing, the blessing God intends. Friends, this is not just Jacob's story, is it? It is our story. It's a story about us, 
about the ways we get caught up in the messy junk of our lives, about the times our choices send us to the wilderness, about how we are drawn to frenetic movement and how such movement prevents us from encountering God. And all that junk, this sibling trickery and parent playing, deceit and manipulation, all the dysfunctional yuck of Jacob's family system, all of that junk, his and ours, is human junk. Human junk that holds us captive in ways that shut out the voice of God. Human junk that supersaturates every pore of our conscious life so there is no room for God. The good news for Jacob, of course, is that God claims the self-conscience. God speaks in a dream long before Rudolph's Red Nose or the U.S. Postal Service. God insists and persists. God's message will get through. And the good news for us is the same. God insists and persists. God does whatever it takes. God shovels through the junk. God travels to the ends of the earth. God wades through the darkest night and stands firm through the hottest day. God does all that and more to be sure the message gets through. The message that God is present, that God will be present, that God sticks with us, that God hems us in, God knows us, God loves us. God will do whatever it takes for us to learn and relearn that surely God is in this place, wherever this place might be. In the midst of viral pandemics and COVID-19, surely God is in this place. In the midst of activism related to systemic racism, surely God is in this place. In the midst of altered interactions, surely God is in this place. In the midst of unknowns related to school and work, surely God is in this place. In the midst of discernment, figuring out the next step, surely God is in this place. In the midst of new calls, surely God is in this place. In the midst of surprises, complete or partial, surely God is in this place. In the midst of pastoral transition, surely God is in this place. In the midst of ending, saying goodbye to familiar, surely God is in this place. In the midst of beginnings, navigating the new, surely God is in this place. In the midst of praying for and with one another, Surely God is in this place. In the midst of being a community of faith, surely God is in this place. In the midst of this very moment, surely God is in 
this place. So Jacob rose early in the morning and he took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on the top of it and he called that place Bethel. Jacob's story is not over. His troubles are not over. The blessing God spoke while Jacob was still in the womb has not been realized. There's more to come. There's more to be realized. But for now, for this moment, he has been awakened to the most amazing truth. He is not alone. He will never be alone. Surely the Lord is in this place and every place we will ever go. Alleluia and amen.